0: Fantastico lova Shali ah. Mista lova lova ah. lova mm
1: yo what is up everybody it's time again for the In off the bench podcast I am Daniel ball and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts my partners in crime my brothers from other mothers Jim Cross Randy Jowers guys tonight's episode seven titled throwing down in the M town because we're talking mma fighting with pro fighters brandon the gladiator gator and trevor the unknown element wallace let's get to the biggest interview and podcasting this week mma professional fighters brandon gator trevor wallace all right guys brandon trevor what up gentlemen how we doing tonight
2: on. what's
1: up man on? doing great yeah yeah uh, so it's, uh, it's a big week coming up for you guys you know big big saturday night going down and in in, in in town so before we get all the to all that all the fight biz all the beating people up all the victories that are going to take place this weekend um You know, I I got I did some research and I was looking for intros. And obviously, you know, when you think about fighting, you you think about intros like I'm a I'm all about like the theatrics and like the presentation. And I just want to get chills when somebody introduces a fighter's name. So I'm going to start with both of y'all's intros. We're going to take it. We're going to take it slow. But I got some questions in regards to these. So, Brandon, I'm going to start with yours first. 154
2: pounds he trains with law school mma and fights out of memphis tennessee this
1: is brandon the Gladiator! i mean yeah that's the one thing that's missing the crowd just just throwing it at you in the background you know i i get a little hype for that i get a little hype but Brandon, I, I gotta I gotta let you listen to Trevor's because I feel like the ring announcer for Trevor's was he was amped. He was like oh, man, I gotta oh know more. who was that ring announcer,
3: Brandon.
2: That's Jamie 2K right there. It's got oh, it. you know it. Yeah, right. he's this. He's really it,
1: good. Jamie 2K is good, but but hear this one. Finding out the red corner is
0: a striker standing six foot three, weighed oh, in 254.4 yeah. pounds. He holds a professional record four wins, zero defeats with all four wins coming by way of knockout. Representing Memphis Judo and Jiu-Jitsu, fighting out of Memphis, Tennessee, Trevor, the unknown element, Wallace.
1: On the surface, I mean, the the first one, the guy's amped up out of his mind. The second one, the audio sounds really good, not as amped up. But I got to ask you, Brandon, I'll start with you, man. Like, where does the nickname Gladiator come from?
3: Man, the nickname Gladiator comes from kind of my perspective. I, one of my favorite movies is uh, is the Gladiator. I'm sure you guys are very familiar with it. And there's this one scene where he reaches down and he grabs the sand in the in the Coliseum and he smells it. And I kid you not, Trevor, you can probably uh, you can probably uh, second me on this. When you walk into the cage, you can smell every single person that's been there before you. You smell like the iron and the lead of their blood. You smell their sweat. You smell their fear. You smell their anxiety. You smell the champion. You smell who lost. You can smell it all, man. There's something about, you know, being closed in. And when that gate hits and that latch goes down, that you know you're in it for a fight and nobody's leaving unless somebody comes out as a winner and one person comes out as a victor. And, and, you know, it's it's not a fight to the death or anything, but we do sign a contract that says that. You know, we give up liability to the promotion if we do die in there. So this this shit is serious, man. So uh, uh, I took on the name Gladiator uh, uh, for the sense of, of this kind of rebellious attitude of, of kind of overtaking the city or overtaking a, uh, 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 the place that you're in. You know, a lot of these gladiators specifically in that movie, uh, he was a general first and was was mistakenly taken in as a captive. And ended up you know doing his best to take over the emperor and 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 over the empire in some cases so uh i kind of champion that you know coming from memphis tennessee it's a it's an underground city a city that a lot of people count out you know but it's the grind city it's a city where i think mma can flourish i think it's already starting with people like trevor people like me people like law school or uh gyms like law school mma where you see a lot of champions coming out of there um and once once it catches on and once fire hits and uh you know, that match hits, hits that gasoline, I think the entire nation is going to know about Memphis and the fighters that are from here. So, Gladiator just comes from that grit and grind mentality that, that nobody has like Memphis has. You know what I mean?
1: I love it, man. You, you can tell, like, the announcers, I don't know what it is. Any time Memphis is in an announcer's mouth, they, they throw it in there. Like, they give it like this ump. So so i tell you, you what,
0: Daniel, Brandon's ready for commentary. I mean, dude, that analysis right there on the breakdown <laughs> of his name. Like, yeah. I like
2: I don't know if I could follow that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say this. Barbara, please. we'll get I'll to you in a second. Hey, yes. hey, but uh, but
2: I,
1: will,
0: I will say this because y'all are on the younger side. Daniel, Randy, when you think Gladiator, obviously that's the bigger movie, but you remember the actual Gladiator movie that was actually a legitimate fighting movie. Y'all know what I'm talking about?
4: I do, but also you said that. The, I ain't trying to call these dudes old, but they're closer to our age than most of our guests are.
0: Ah, yeah. well, they're not He's as old as us. But, hey, y'all need to check it out. <laughs> if you never seen it before with Cuba Good and Junior, and I forgot the white boy's name, but anyway, they were they were street fighting in the underground club or whatever. Anyway, that actually kind of fits the mold of what y'all are doing. That was actually the original yeah. Gladiator movie. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, unlike these dudes... I- I know I can't beat y'all up, so I ain't going to come close to <laughs> calling y'all old by any means. But
2: Hey, that's all good with me. Randy ain't worried about it.
1: He'll call somebody to d- defend him. He'll call Jalil. I certainly that's will not fight didn't.
3: either one of y'all, just so we're clear. I was sparring Jalil what, the other the other night, man. That's my boy. Dude, that's
2: intense right there. That's I got to be fun.
0: honest with you, Brandon. I got a uh, spar session set up with Jalil that Randy's been trying to force into uh, – the works sooner than later. I'm trying to wait till I get in shape. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but, but when it does, I'm getting worked. I mean, he's talking about three five minute rounds. I was
2: like, how about one five minute round? Yeah, he's got. He'll he'll have you zap by the first five. He's
1: yeah. Jaleel's legit. First, man. Shout they, out to him. I mean, shout out Jaleel. They're it
3: they're,
1: they're, it don't matter. Uh, any any fighter that we have on here, Jim. I don't care how tough you are. That you'll get work. My ego's boosted after the foot after the
0: after the star lineman told me I bench more than him. I'm ready to go.
1: (laughs) Hey, I can tell you
4: this straight up though, from being around these fighters when I was doing V three stuff. Look, benching ain't got
1: nothing to do with (laughs) the fight game. That's true. I can assure You you that. So, Trevor, I mean, obviously, you know. You you are the unknown element. Where where does that come from and what does that mean to Hold you? Hold on,
0: Daniel. But before we get to the unknown element, I will say that Trevor had a post today on Facebook. Apparently, he got about five nicknames. Just just to be yeah, clear, I, little, I thought it was the unknown element, yeah, but this guy's yeah. well, got I, nicknames for days.
2: Dude, I, I you know, I gotta you know, WWE, you know, the wrestling world, you gotta you gotta promote yourself for for the most part of your careers when you're doing something like that. And at WWE is really, or WWF back in the days, I kind of want to be like one of those figures, you know, and, and just amplify it. So, like, whatever comes to my head, sometimes I'll run with it. But um, definitely, I got more than one. So, but the unknown element is just, I think it's more original. And, like, uh, I like to be on the original side, I would say, so.
1: All right, so because. I got to, I got, I got to know the other ones because.
0: Oh, you will love oh, yeah. one, Daniel, because of your old I... school wrestling. You will love one of them.
2: So uh, I mean, like we've we've got a lot, but I mean, the independent variable is one. That was one of the first nicknames I got, and that's what came from, and that's why I was like, well, you know, I don't be the unknown element. Uh, I called myself the Thrill. Let's see, like in high school, I was Testosterone T. I mean. uh... Big Trev's, like, the original of the all, but, like, that's what I, everybody calls me from my mom, dad, brother, sisters, uh, Bubba also. I've, I've been called Bubba a lot. Uh, I mean – Don't
0: forget the one that got called out on Facebook. That's the uh, one that caught my attention. That's the one he's going to love.
2: The Mouth of the South, of course. Yeah, uh, the Mouth of the South, you know, I like to run it. So, uh, I mean, some people don't like it, but, it, I mean – I don't like air in the conversation. You know what I mean. I like I like I, I like for stuff to keep rolling. I
1: I hear you, man. So whenever you get sick of unknown element, you'll just come up with something else and yeah, yeah, reinvent whatever, yourself. You know, yeah,
2: whatever's clicking at the time or whatever someone has to say. Uh, Zach Underwood calls me Gator. Um, so uh, <laughs> I mean that's from uh Will Ferrell's uh, dang I forgot the movie, but uh. Gator don't, no don't, yeah, no no don't take no shit. Gator don't take no shit. Yeah, but he calls me Gator. I mean, it's just uh, it doesn't matter to me. It don't. I, I I'll take whatever. Just maybe not Farbra. Not Farbra. See, like, <laughs> like I I kind of was like, you know, it's okay. Because I'm a super trooper fan when the dude called me Farva, but at the same time I wanted to put my fist through his face. So Are you And it calling was kind of hard to do that nowadays. You know, like of no. course, like Farva's fat. He's got a shrimper on him. And like just don't <laughs> compare me to someone like this. When so. I
0: when I think of that guy, I actually think of Beer Fest.
2: That doesn't want shit out. Hey, they were throwing down a beer fest. That's one of the greatest movies. Like, underrated, man. Nobody talks I, well, about they're it. Well, they underrated. I mean, it's, it's, it's far out there. Trevor, so.
4: a missed opportunity. You should have just screamed at him and said, listen, chicken fucker. Would, <laughs> I mean, or, you know, pull it out. You're like, look, does this look yeah. like
2: Farver to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it. Yeah, I would have gotten in trouble probably. So. I mean,
4: less trouble than probably <laughs> punching him in the mouth, though. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, for sure. And, but uh, you can't do stuff like that anymore. <laughs> so so lawsuit for sure.
1: Oh, definitely. So, Brandon, obviously, you know, one nickname, the gladiator, man, like before you were the gladiator, talk to us about where you where you were born and, you know, what it was like growing up.
3: Sure, man. Um, I was born right here in Memphis. Um, I didn't stay here for too long. I went went to kindergarten here in Memphis. Uh, but even before that, I was back and forth between here and Valdosta, Georgia which is a very, very like rural area in southern Georgia, um, really close to like the the watermelon capital of the world, they say. Um, And and down there, it was, you know, Memphis is a tough place, I'll admit. But um, we moved down there. My father was military down at Moody Air Force Base, and uh, my great grandmother lived down there and she was she had 17 kids. So uh, we lived in a house at the time with my great grandmother Her set, you know, some of her children and their children. So all in all, we probably had like 20, 20 to 30 people in a two, three room house at any given moment. And we were, you know, growing our own food, chucking peas, you know, a couple people to a bed kind of thing. Um, Military blessed my, 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 um, my family with a little bit of more financial security at that time. So we started, you know, moving up and up. We moved out to Fort Bragg in North Carolina for a little bit uh, down to, to right outside of Destin, Florida, uh, for a little bit. We, we kind of went everywhere. Uh, my dad got stationed in Osan, Korea. And then in seventh grade, I came back to Memphis. And so it was a, it was a big shock for me coming from living on, uh, you know, at one point in Valdosta, Georgia, living in, you know, uh, what people would call poverty at that time. Um, to us, we were rich because we, you know, we all had food. You know, we all, we, we were all together. We're all family. Um, but the military kind of spoiled me a little bit. You know, to kind of have this kind of utopian kind of outlook on things, as far as you know, I could leave my doors open at night, or, or not doors open, my doors unlocked. I'd wake up in the morning. There's kids in my living room eating my cereal and watching TV. You know, that were my friends and stuff like that. And we had our own fight clubs. We we thought we were badasses and built a little shed and would get in trouble with the military police because little Johnny would come home with a BB pellet inside of his knee because he didn't know how to he didn't know how to stop fighting after our our our. Uh, you know, pseudo-referee said that that was it. And so what the referee did was shot him in the in the knee with a BB gun. He's like, I told you to stop. <laughs> Shout out to Pierre Frank. He's the, he's the shooter. I, I, I ain't telling on you, but, you know, this was juvenile days. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he's all good with it. Um, but coming back to Memphis, man, I, I went to Ridgeway High School, and I must say it was much – it was a big culture shock in a sense because in the military and, and growing up on military bases and military schools, uh, prior to middle school, everybody was the same. We were all on the same team. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we all kind of fought after the same, the same goals. Our fathers were in the same wars and things like that. Um, and we had the same outlook. When I came to Memphis, I noticed that everything was really segregated. Like there were, everybody was clicked up. Specifically at Ridgeway, you know, I would go in and I'm used to being in a, in a place where like there's every kind of race and ethnicity and religion and all that stuff all in the military. And then I come to Memphis and it's like, oh, shit, all the black people are on this side, all the white people on this side, the Asian people out in the corner over there and the Mexicans are in this corner. And I didn't know where to sit because I was like, I'm cool with everybody. So uh, first day of school, somebody tried me uh, at the at the little dole machine where you get the orange juice and um, pushed me up against the uh, the dole machine and wanted some of my money so he could get a drink and I wasn't going to have a drink. And I was like, "Oh no, this is this, this isn't gonna happen." I knew I was gonna have to, you know, show who I was. So after I beat the guy with a lunch chair, I didn't. You get- shot him
1: with a BB gun? No. Nah. <laughs> probably Not this wishes.
3: Time. He casually says he beats him with a lunch chair. By the way, I beat yeah. him with a. I, I did. I did a hip toss on him, and then uh, and then continued to to smash him with a lunch chair. And I, I probably could have ended it with the hip toss, but I saw that the rest of the the lunch room was looking at me, and I knew if I didn't do something pretty dramatic and drastic to him. I would have a lot more fights.
4: Was this prison or Ridgeway?
3: Uh, Ridgeway. Man. <laughs> yeah. Look, we had to walk through metal detectors like every other day. You know what I mean? Um, it was, it was weird. It, it was a good school. I, I think at first, but um, around the time when I started kind of getting, getting older, 10th, 11th grade, it started to get pretty bad. Um, but prior to all of that, man, my dad was a big martial arts fan um, in the house. I grew up with a stick man uh, uh, looking and studying at wing Chun. I saw the first UFCs with Royce Gracie. As a kid we had him on cassette tape um i loved to wrestle and fight and uh, my dad called me bonehead because i I was always stubborn and i didn't want to i didn't want to give up and you can look at 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 some of my fights um you know namely the one that i had with with uh uh, jesse wallace where he was choking the the mess out of me and i I didn't give up (laughs) um but that's kind of that's kind of where i come from i come from like a, a a grit and grind mentality my father was a martial artist, loved Bruce Lee. We grew up making our own um, nunchucks and stuff like that. Uh, but again, coming back to Memphis, it was a, it was a big, uh, big kind of culture shock. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the poverty or the hard life or the, or the gang stuff that really got to me. It was the, it was the division amongst people and, and the kind of
1: dog-eat-dog mentality that really kind of hardened up my armor. You know what I'm saying? So prior to you know, I mean, obviously you go to Ridgeway, but prior to, you know, martial arts and cafeteria Royal Rumbles, did you, (laughs) were there any other sports that you played or was it strictly martial arts?
3: It was, um, I played football. I played basketball. Um, I played tennis actually. I got, I got pretty good at tennis and that, and that was off of a dare, man. My, my, uh, my mom played a lot, and then uh, she was like, "You're you're getting pretty good. Why don't you try out for the team?" And I was like, "I don't want to. I don't want to play tennis." I was like, "I don't want to play tennis," and she was like, "I, you know, I, I'll pay you to play tennis to see how good you are." And we ended up we ended up going to uh, to state and tennis that year. So that was that was interesting. I also wrestled in high school. Uh, my senior year, I wrestled under under Ronnie Bray, who is a madman. Shout out to Ronnie Bray. He's out in in Murfreesboro right now, man. He's a great wrestling coach. But uh, he would come to your house, man. Like if, if, you, if you qualified for, for, for regionals or state or something like that, he'd be at your house before school making you run. You know what I mean? So uh, it's people like, like Ronnie Bray uh, that, that, that really kind of lit a fire in me as a kid that let me know like, hey, there's somebody that believed in me. He saw me, um, I think he actually saw me in a fight, another fight at Ridgeway. And I, I promise you, I didn't get in a lot of, a lot of fights. Like peep, it, they just broke out everywhere. And he saw me take someone down. And he was like, "Are you interested in wrestling, kid?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Went home, asked my mother. This is this is in uh, eighth grade, and my mother was like, "Hell no! There's no way my baby's gonna go and wrestle." I remember what you were doing back at Herbert Field, um, Special Ops bases, you know, doing all those those uh, those those backyard fights and stuff. There's no way I'm gonna let you get into that. And so by, by the time I was a senior in high school, there's no way that you know my five foot four mother was gonna stop me from wrestling. So. I'm <laughs> I joined the team. I don't know uh, if I believe that, Brandon. I think she might <laughs> still take you right now. Yeah, I'm lying a little bit, you know what I'm saying? No, no, mom's a beast, man. Mom's a beast and, she, and you know she would she would hold me for ransom by not by not uh making me any dinner, you know, but she found out how <laughs> how good she I was. She hit the weak spot. Let, yeah, she let me keep it, man. She let me uh, stay with it and I
1: ended up doing pretty
3: well with it, man. Shout out to Ronnie Bray.
1: So obviously you you end up wrestling, you know, for for Ronnie Bray at what point you obviously graduate or you know you're done with high school at what point do you go all right like I need to find out what the next step is it's not wrestling is it fighting and if so like how did how did you get into that
3: yeah great question man um it's actually this actually kind of goes back to uh uh David Ferguson so uh when I was we were in Smyrna Tennessee I believe for a wrestling tournament and David was up there scouting I wonder if David remembers this. He was scouting, he saw me wrestle and he came up to me and he said, Hey kid, uh, do you know what MMA is? And I was like, Yeah, like, you know, the UFC, it was just starting to, to kind of hit the mainstream. And he was like, Are you interested in doing jujitsu or boxing or Muay Thai or anything like that? Because if so, um, I know you're from Memphis and I, I have a gym that I'm starting. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, let's exchange numbers. And, um, and I was my, you know, the next question is how much is it? And he said, if you if you uh, clean the mats, you know, you can train for free. And this is at the time I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's back when he had like the dungeon, and you would oh, have yeah. to walk downstairs into this dungeon, and it was hot and. That's all how I
4: remember that. it, man. It was something. It's something nostalgic about that.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, and so I remember, you know, mopping the floors up, and um, uh, combs also at at at. Uh, we at went MJ. to school with him. Yeah. He was, so he was my assistant coach at Ridgeway for a little bit at Ridgeway high school. And I saw him do like that a, dude's flying, a beast. Yeah, he is. Man. I saw him do a flying arm bar and a flying triangle. And I was like, what the heck is that? And he was like, that's jujitsu. So that was, that was kind of the start of it. Um, I went to university of Tennessee at Knoxville and I did unsanctioned fights a lot. Uh-
4: <laughs> when you say unsanctioned, were there any BB guns involved? Not in
3: this. (laughs) No, I mean, like these these people rented out the building and everything. And, and, uh, you know, I think this is before the fight commission or the athletic commission and everything. And we were, you know, selling tickets the whole nine. I hit my mom up like, mom, I'm going to have my first fight. And she was like, what are you talking about? Your first fight? I was like, you got to come to it in Knoxville. She came up. There It was like my I think it was like my sixth fight. My dad knew about it. Of course, I didn't let her know. So after the fight, I got I got my butt kicked, man.
0: Randy, with the entrepreneur you are and the way you know the fight game, if you knew it like you do now, back then, I could easily have seen you running a fight club back door. Uh,
4: well, I can't say too much here, but I did. Anyways, <laughs> <I'm> carrying on.
1: <laughs> next, question. anyway. So you know, obviously, Trevor, you've been you've been sitting patiently, man, and and you know we got to get get your backstory as well. You know, you have all of these multiple, you know facades of alter egos and names but you know prior to all that man tell me you know a little bit about the same like where where are you from man how did you grow up brothers sisters give me give me the backstory.
2: well I'm from uh from Edelwood County from Fulton Mississippi uh, I was born in Tupelo but for the majority of my life I was I've lived in Fulton and uh, Tupelo so between those two areas uh with uh, to middle school in Tupelo high school at Owamba, uh, at graduated there um, I was multi multiple sport uh, uh, player in in high school I played baseball and football um, baseball was my first love man uh, number 33 in and, a and, uh, coach pitch from uh, piazza you know uh, <laughs> uh, back in the, at the the days you know and uh, I think I was 25 to the year after for Mark McGuire because he had like, you know, 76 bombs or however many it was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, my first love was baseball. I really, you know, really loved it. Uh, play, I wanted to play high school baseball, and that was just my only, you know, really, I guess, dream when I was younger is I wanted to play high school baseball. I wanted to be in the MLB. You know, that was my first goal. But I guess uh, it was my sophomore year i met a a coach jamie mitchell in the hallway and he asked me if i was interested in football and i was just like no i'm I'm not interested in football and then he was like you sure and then i was like i'll I'll come out and i'll do some spring ball or whatever and uh, he had just came from olive branch i think uh he he was with the conquistadors or something they are dominant except for when they ran into uh Panola boys, but South
0: Panola. But yeah, yeah, that was on. a different
2: area. I don't know what happened to them, but they were dominating for sure
0: for a Man long time. Uh,
2: they had those strong boys. And uh, I mean, Jesus, they're just a solid. You know, I mean, like, I'm surprised guys.
0: you didn't stick with baseball, though, because we actually have a lot of guests that came from your area that are, are playing D1 ball. And even now, oh, yeah. you come from a very strong baseball area.
2: Yeah, we, uh, I mean, baseball the uh, word. I mean, in high school, Chris Stratton I had to go against Chris Stratton. Like, I mean, I grew up with Chris Stratton. Uh, that guy pitched with with San Francisco Giants. All right, you took him like,
4: four fifty dead center.
2: No, 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 absolutely. Oh, not. you just I killed the story. Then you yeah, yeah. should have lied, yeah. he, he I'm gonna be honest with you. It was, it was, it was a strikeout. Like that, this kid's pumping <laughs> gas, ninety three, dude, and it's and then he's got movement as well. I mean, I played. I mean, in high school, my, like my last uh, game when we were against Northwest, uh, uh, Northwest Lauderdale. And I think they've won like twenty something state championships. But Mississippi is known for baseball, man. We've got the best athletes in the world. I mean, one.
0: fun but fact for you:
2: for that. this episode's about you, but our next guest
0: is actually from Tupelo, uh, went to the state championship, and is now a national champion for Ole Miss, uh, Hunter Elliott. So, oh, that's yeah. why we know, so the, yeah, so that's why we yeah, know. That. Heck
2: yeah, that's great. But yeah, I loved baseball, man. It was my it was my thing until I met Jamie, uh, and then. And then I kind of fell in love with football. Like, I've always been a physical guy. I've always been a kind of fighter. Like uh, Brandon said, I fought in uh, kindergarten. I fought in middle school. I fought in high school. I fought at just about every bar that there was in between <laughs> during college. So, I'm always down to throw bombs. But where I'm from, like, uh, MMA or jiu-jitsu, like, I never heard of it. You know what I mean? I've always watched it on uh, – on TV, you know, and like my stepdad, Mike, he got me into it. When we were watching Vitor Belfort just pummeled this guy with 30 punches in like 30 seconds or less than 30 seconds, 10 seconds. It was, it was, a, I mean, he caved his face. looked like he hit him with an ax, but anyways, I've always been interested in fighting, but it started with football, I played college ball, went to East Mississippi. Um, and then, uh, I went to Murray state. Uh, and then I, I, uh, I lost the drive for it, uh, made a lot of bad decisions as well. Um, I was trying to find myself more so than than uh, provide for my future, I guess I'd say. Um, but uh, always uh, had an itch for it. But after um, college football, I, I liked working out, and I've always been pretty strong. And I really like pushing weights and picking things up and putting them down. And, and uh, like anything that has to do with – you know, physical activity I'm in for it, but I was doing a uh-huh. thing for a little bit. I injured my back and uh, then I met a guy named Jamie Houston who that's who changed my life uh when it came to I think it changed my life and overall, it's just once I met uh martial arts, it was just you know it's it's it's, it's, it's been my path. I should have been in on the, the whole the whole time man to be honest so,
1: so it's crazy to me how you guys you know you have a itch to fight and just be physical but yet like the one sport that i feel like could lend itself to being a really good fighter which is wrestling you guys you know brandon you chose it later in high school and trevor you decided you weren't going to do that at all you were just going to do football
2: yeah and
0: i would have never begged him for a baseball player daniel i would have thought football all the way i got to go a different
4: team. direction there, Trevor. So, you you were, you were went to East Mississippi Community College. Yeah. For those that don't know, that's last chance you. The so, you the went last chance you and then made bad decisions after that? Usually it goes the oh, other way. No,
2: I mean, <laughs> come on, son. No. Coach Stevens told us uh, – he told me uh, – he's like, son, he's like, there's one thing we're going to do down here, and that's going to – we're going to win football championships. And that's one thing that we always do. Under oh, Coach God. Stevens, you're always going to win championships. I got jewelry in the jewelry box over there or behind me in my uh, master bed, but he said you could do two things when you come to East Mississippi. There's not a lot to do, but you can find God or you can find the devil. And I partied a little bit more with the devil. <laughs> but Fair enough. Uh, I mean, but I've heard you talk about honest. the
4: coach there though. You you talk about and a lot of people don't they see what they see on TV, but I've seen you speak about him and it was very highly you
2: spoke of them. Oh yeah, I love uh, I mean uh I mean a lot of there's people who are gonna like you, there's gonna be people who are not gonna like you, okay? And that's just life. All right. I learned that out a long time ago. There's a lot of people who don't like me just because I have a little bit of confidence, or just because I like to talk, or, or just because whatever, you know, and that's for a lot of people. But I'll tell you one thing, uh as as coach, he would always do he'll do anything for you. Like and like you see him cussing you out, dropping GD, dropping F bombs, all this, he's getting in your ass. But, hey, people that don't do that, they don't care about you, okay? He wants to get the, the best out of you every single down, win every single down you can, be the best you possibly can be. And, um, and that's what he preached, and that's why we're champions. Like, you, you have to expect a lot out of someone to be the best. Like, but also, you have to do a lot. You get to expect a lot. But you also have to push them to that expectation. You can't let them be docile. You gotta, you gotta be aggressive about it. My that's our, my that's my approach on it.
4: Our coach cussed us out. We still sucked.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we we, uh, I mean, East Mississippi's different. I mean, definitely went to uh, Murray State, and and I was just like, I kind of was, I mean, no disrespect, but I was just like, dang, I'm I'm dropping down a, a degree, you know, like I'm used to these big D one boys and like no disrespect to Murray state. I mean, great athletes out there. We definitely put uh, some guys in the NFL, but I'm here to tell you uh, my boys at East Mississippi would, would wax the floor <laughs> uh, with, with any division one, at double school, just line them up, just line them up. I swear. I went against the Nico Autry every single day. You guys know who D Nico Altry is? Of course. Like get out of here. Doll looks like the he He's the man. Dude is an amazing human being also, but he will freaking crush you.
0: Well, Daniel, Randy, y'all said, you know, you talking about the sports you'd expect them to play. Not everybody can have the Trey Manley story, right? Like his football, like uh, end of the season party, and the dads just decide that they're going to have a fighting ring with their player. <laughs> and then Trey ends up knocking everybody's ass out. And then next thing you know, somebody's saying, hey, this kid's doing the wrong thing. He needs to be a fighter. I think
4: it's because Trey was so little. He felt like he had to. You know what I'm saying? And he was so pretty, too. He's still so pretty.
0: Best best, Randy, was that he was the pastor's son, and the pastor showed up and was like, what the hell are y'all doing with my son?
2: Right, right. Hey, Trey's one of the greatest uh, coaches. I mean, he is an amazing guy. He's my uh, striking coach. He's my sensei. Like, he's taught me a lot when it comes uh, Trey's to Trey's the man. of Striking. But then he's getting him
0: hurt. We we get excited to watch him fight just so he can get
2: hurt. Dude, I, I'll I'm ex, I'm excited to see him so I can see someone else get hurt. Like he just so, got, he he's a tom bomb and then whenever he gets in there, He's going he's down. Himself, uh, he recently. I'm you know, just trying not to be kicked by
0: Trey.
4: No, listen, Trevor. So, be so we hit
2: by Trey, bro. <laughs> the last
4: time that he fought, we sponsored him, and I was like, wait, hold up, where's our picture gonna go? He's like, I mean, he can go on my shorts, and I'm like, I don't want to be on your junk, bro. Like, I mean, there's three <laughs> pictures, care. three dudes. I mean, I mean, it's whatever. Well, you know, hey, put us where you want us.
0: Was this last yeah. fight the one where we did sponsor? Because that's where he snapped yeah. dude's leg, right? Mm-hmm. Nathan Mitchell. Well, yeah, he, he, yeah,
4: he. Sh- I bet the dude wishes he would have
2: snapped. Yeah. Trace <laughs> Mason.
0: So, so coming back around to you, Brandon, man. You know, obviously you're a pro fighter now, but you know, you start as an amateur. You know, how many fights? How long does it take before you realize that you're definitely not an
3: amateur that you're you're a pro level fighter when you stop finding people to fight um in the region really you know what I mean like I got to a point um when I was an amateur because I had a I had a completely different career outside of this like doing housing policy and law and blight elimination for the city and the county and the state um and uh so I kind of had that that train going but I, I absolutely loved MMA and it, it got to a point where it was like, uh, you know, you either, you either need to take a dump or get off the pot. You know what I mean? And um, and Jason, shout out to Jason Cage, man, Aldridge, the the man who with the, the slap heard around the world. I'm sure you guys are <laughs> familiar with that video.
2: Um,
3: Jason was just like, hey, man, I, I think you're really talented. And I think it's time to to take it to the next level. Um, but but you got to dedicate you got to dedicate a little bit more to it in order to do that. And I was, you know, he's a, he's a, a, a good bit bigger than me. And I started to really give him trouble. You know, this is a couple years back. Um, and, and Jason's like my, my brother now. So I, I really, uh, I take his advice to heart. And he was like, you know, I think you can, I think you can do this. Um, so so that, that was pretty much it right there. I knew, I knew when he said that it was time to go, that it was, it was time to go so on the come up when we talk to most fighters they
0: have an amateur fight though that stands out to them whether you know it's just something that made them overall better or maybe it's just because they beat the brakes off somebody and they re- realize to like to your point is time to move up. was there an amateur fight that was like your favorite the one that just stands out to you most
3: man i remember um really my first amateur fight was really really uh eye-opening for me you know i had had fights before but i fought this guy named um uh, Ertolucci, his last name was Ertolucci. Forgive me for forgetting his name, but he was a he was a Marine, and so you know they're they're built different. And I beat the brakes off of this guy. He doesn't mind me saying this. I beat the brakes off this guy, and he would not give up. I'm talking about like his blood was everywhere. I mean, you can go back and watch it if you look up Brandon Gator uh, debut war with Attitude MMA. Actually, um, I beat the brakes off this kid, and he just would not give up. He would not knock out. I hit him with uppercuts, ground and pound. His nose was broken. His jaw, I think, was broken. Um, his eye was swollen up, and he just kept like he kept fighting. Man, he you kept thought fighting. you were gonna have to kill him, huh? Yeah, of- I mean, it was like it, it, it was getting to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't know if the ref is doing their job right now because I'm, I'm beating this guy, but he he kept coming back. So shout out to him. You know, I won all three rounds, but I that was one that really stood out to me. Another one that stood out to me was. Um, I never remember their first name, but it was this guy named Bomb down in, um, in
2: Mississippi.
3: And what a name! It's fantastic! Yeah, he was down in Mississippi with SFC and um, Wes is his one? name. Huh? Wes Bostic. That's yeah. it. That's it. Wes Bostic. Shout out to him. Um, and he was, you know, we were going for the championship belt, the one hundred and fifty-five title. And I was going through a lot at that moment, man. Like I had some family stuff going on, I had some personal stuff going on. And I knew I was coming into enemy territory. I knew it was kind of his home. And um, we went in there and I, and I got my, uh, my first, first round finish. You know, I was just kind of pissed off. I didn't care. People were throwing, they were upset when, you know, we were coming out, they were throwing beer at us and stuff like that. But uh, it, it ended in a quick, a quick, I uh, took him down, elbowed some 12 to six to the ribs. Cause you can do that in Mississippi. And nice. I I wanted to be nasty that night, caught him in a good <laughs> darts and put him to sleep.
4: Really quick too.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lover, 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 <laughs> lover <laughs> Mr. Lover, 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 lover.
2: Shaggy okay. baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, well, all of a sudden I started hearing the tune. I was like, what, what is he doing What's
4: right now? Hey, real quick for the next question, Brandon, the first time I can ever remember you fighting, it was a V3 fight. And I'll be honest, I was at all the V3 fights, but this one I was at was because a guy that everybody knows now is Bryce Mitchell was like the main card or whatever. And I forget the guy that you were fighting, but you won. I think you went, I think y'all went all three rounds this time. I, was it Ryan? I don't remember who it was. That was the first time I remember seeing you fight though. It was like in 2014, 15. Oh you know, man,
3: yeah. Was it a redhead kid, like a ginger kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't man. have
4: souls, so I didn't know if you were going to be or not. <laughs>
2: oh man,
3: yeah, man. Ginger kid, I love
0: it. So you know, for those who aren't familiar, you know, you know, we talk about your amateur career. You get to pro. What's who's your pro first pro fight against? Where's it at?
3: You know, set up the stage. Tell me the fight. What what was going on? Yeah, man. Um, my first pro fight. Um, forgive me. I get hit in the head a lot. Um. <laughs> What was, like, his name, man? Long-haired guy, V3 fights. Alexander Riggs. Alexander Riggs. You guys know it. it <laughs> yeah. Got it, dude. Look at that. It was a V3, man. I
4: told you, I, told you. I, I was V3.
3: Yep, Randy. Yep, you did it. Yep. You did it. Yep. It was uh, Alex Riggs, man. Um, He was a tough kid. He was, you know, as a 55er, I'm actually pretty small for a 55er. You know, um, when, when that you get kid to- kid in the-,
4: the cafeteria that took the hip toss. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, no, but seriously, though, like, in- uh, and at 55, a lot of these guys are cutting down from like 185, one, 190 to 55. I walk around like 165, 170, but I just, I like fighting the bigger boys. I really, I really do. Um, coach right now, Brian Hall, shout out to him. He's telling me to go down to 45, but I'm like, ah, uh, maybe I'll lift some weights. That's just because he can do that. Doesn't mean everybody <laughs> needs to do that. Yeah. And I fought at 45, you know, I, I like, and I, th- I think I'm a lot stronger than people there. Um, but I, I do, I do like taking on the bigger competition. But uh, to to answer your question, man, walking through that fight, um, I knew going in as my as my first pro fight that it was going to be it was it was going to be one that was like a catalyst for me to see kind of where I was. And uh, I really enjoy when I get somebody on the ground and they can't get up and just to see them melt, man, like to see their face just be like, shit, I can't I can't go anywhere. So I drown them, you know what I mean? Hit them with the ground and pound and and, dark
0: stuff going on right now. Huh? (laughs) got some deep dark stuff going on right yeah
3: man it's something about it man it really is like because you know he's there to take your lunch you know what I mean it's like that guy that I hip toss he's there to take I'm on the
4: dough machine right now boy
3: right now man I want that apple juice bro you know what I'm saying so um he either gets the apple juice or I get the apple juice and I'm you know I'm not leaving there
0: thirsty so so what's that feeling like man first pro fight you you come out with the w like I mean is it, for a guy like you, like it seems like it's kind of like maybe not a big deal. You're on to business. It's, you're already probably thinking next fight. But, I mean, are you, are you for ecstatic?
3: You know, first pro fight, you got the dub? Absolutely, man. I, was, I mean, I was very happy. I remember uh, actually at that fight I was trying to park before we went into the building. I think it was at Minglewood. And um, I was parking and there was these guys that were saying, hey, you got to give us $20 to park here. <laughs> and they were just, you know, they were just hustling. And so I was basically like, no, nah, man, I'm parking here and you ain't going to do nothing. He's like, we're going to tow your car. I was like, you tow my car. I'm going to tow your face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Jason's right there. My, my coach, Jason Aldridge, right there. He's like, wait, Gator, wait, Gator. The fight, the fight's later on tonight. And so we're outside. And I was like, you know, that guy kind of started talking smart. So we, we you know, I, I put my, my Dukes up and, and Jason was like, hey, man, he has a fight tonight. You don't want to do this. And we ended up finding out that a guy was a hustler and they ended up calling the cops on him. But man, I was amped already, ready to go. So afterwards, when I left out of the out of the fight, I went back outside to make sure my car was good and I was looking for that same guy. So I was looking for another <laughs> fight, man. I can go
0: 2-0 oh on
3: the night. Yes, sir.
0: I heard that. So, you know, uh, if I got the the record right off tapology, it's got you at 3 and 3, but you know, yep. you've talked about bouncing around divisions. Is that is that partially because of what you said, you want to take on the tougher competition, you're willing to to take on guys who, you know, bounce around weight or you move into weight classes, you know. How how are we getting to 3 and 3 because based yep. upon everything I've been told from any source that I've talked to, because I have been able
3: to C fight, um you're the real deal, but yet yeah, we're sitting here at 500. So, how are we there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that's that's all me and my training and 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 me being overzealous. Like for I'll say two things. For me and my first my fight that I had with uh with Jose Perez, where he he rear naked choked me in that first round. I went into that fight knowing in my head that the first thing that I threw, I was gonna knock him out with,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which is disrespectful to the game, man. You know what I mean? So I I, I had trained really hard for it. And, and I had, I had visualized it so much in my head that as soon as this fight comes out, you know, I, I knew he was a wrestler. So I thought he was going to, the first thing he was going to do was shoot. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But he
3: fake he, I think he faked the shot. Mm-hmm. And so when he faked it, I threw the, I threw this big jumping knee and overextended myself. He went back kind of, um, he went back and kind of pulled my, my arm down. I slipped on the, you can go back and watch, I slipped on one of the decals, tried to get back up. And he's so good and quick. He went around and, and, and that, that, was all, that was all she wrote. So a lot of times where I feel like where I've, I've lost something that's been uh, my mistake and then, um, you know, being too overzealous. Mm-hmm. And then also I will say this, a little bit of, uh, of hubris in my training. So at the time uh, I didn't have a lot of bodies where I was. I was smashing everybody in the gym. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's not a place as a, as a fighter that you want to be because you're, you're, your iron gets, gets dull there. You know, you're, you're smashing everybody. You're the best person in the gym. Um, so I, I really didn't have the bodies that I needed where I was. Um, so it came to a precipice where I was like, man, I'm, I'm not able to get the rounds that I need. I need to do something. I started having to cross train a lot more. Um, and and again like like you said and I appreciate it Randy you said you know you you've heard a lot of people say hey Gators is the real deal um and I I appreciate that but um I think I have a lot a lot of ways to go and I will give a lot of a lot I'll tip my hat to Brian Hall because over these la this last year really that I've been at law school MMA my game has grown tremendously like well, yeah. I- I was gonna say you, you know, you talk about the, the mistakes
0: you've made, and it's funny because you you know you talk about the shots to the head, and uh you know, pe- people think about it just as a physical game. But I remember we had Jalil Willis on right after he had lost a fight. And Randy, would you say he absolutely lit that dude up? But he 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 came on talking about it. But you said when he stroked him, like I mean, he was absolutely stunned. But Jalil had been coached and coached and coached to not go in on him and get close to the ground. And Jaleel said he couldn't help himself after he, after he stuck him, he went in to go to do it overzealous. He got overzealous. He he even
4: said it. He's like, I could hear my coach yelling. Don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. And I fucking did it.
0: And so that's why when, when Brandon said that, I knew exactly what he was talking about because you know, you can prepare and prepare and prepare and then you get in there and then you just have that one last moment. And that could be the difference in the fight.
3: Exactly. Composure really plays a lot, uh, has a lot of weight inside of these fights. Like you can be the best athlete, you can have the best striking, you can have all of this. But if you don't have composure, you don't have wherewithal and ring awareness and being able to really tame the animal and the beast of adrenaline that you're drunk off of at that time, it can, it can really cost you, man. So I feel like, I feel like every single person that may have a victory over me, I feel like I'm, I'm better than them. I really do. So, so win
0: or loss out of those six fights, what do you feel like is the fight that, you know, was the most complete, you felt like you've learned the most, you know, of, of those that have prepared you to where you're at now?
4: And Why was it Jesse James Wallace fight? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what you say? Yeah,
4: exactly, right?
3: <laughs> hey, you already know, Randy. Yeah. Um, definitely, it was the, the Jesse James Wallace fight because a lot of people counted me out in that fight. You know, he was just coming off of the Contender Series. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people would – you know, we're looking to fight him locally, you know, and I, and I know, you know, he wanted, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to kind of get back in there and and, and get some wins under his belt, you know, and I'm a, I'm a good fight, but if you looked at the tail of the tape, looking at the people that he's fought, the arenas he's fought on, including Bellator um, at that time and having that, I think he was it a submission or a knockout at Bellator. Yeah. um, That a lot, a lot of people didn't want to touch him. And a lot of people wouldn't take that fight. I'm crazy, I'll go and fight, you know, I'll fight a heavyweight. I kid you not. Like, if they pay me the right money, I'll go and I'll fight a heavyweight.
2: Trevor,
4: you're next.
3: <laughs>
2: Trevor. <laughs> <Line> it up. <laughs> yeah,
3: man, but but I'll tell you this. I
0: keep comparing <laughs> guys that I do know. Rambo tells me that all the time. Whoever, whenever, however, he's ready.
4: Rambo's the dude that Brandon's talking about, though, <laughs> that walks around at 190 and then cuts. Yeah. Oh, Rambo, that's awesome. why me
3: and Rambo used to meet up, man. We used to meet up. Um, Unsanctioned fights? Uh, <laughs> pretty yeah. much like we that we is
2: at this diamond. guy's house
4: oh y'all would y'all would church service a purple
2: diamond <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> take on the house <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. now we would meet up and fight in somebody's uh in somebody's living room we'd take all the furniture and put it to the back and roll out the mats and and get busy man but uh but about the the jesse james wallace fight one of the ways i trained for that because i knew he was a uh he was a jujitsu artist and I honestly thought, you know, at the time I was like, man, my, ju- I think my jujitsu is better than his, you know? And to this day, you know, I think that, that the same, I got much respect for him. I think he's a legend around here, man. I, he, he pioneered a lot for people that, that there's different ways to win and you ain't gotta be this big, like super macho muscle, muscly guy to, to get these epic wins, man. And, um, but one of the ways I trained for it was at LA fitness at the time I trained holding my breath. <laughs> so I would swim in the pool and then I get to the end. And I timed myself for how long I could hold my breath because I figured it was a matter of time before he either got those legs around me or got those arms around me and I was going to have to fight through it. So uh, I got my time up to like four minutes and something which I thought was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. And,
3: uh, and uh, that's, what, uh, that, that's the majority of that second round y'all saw, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
3: four minutes. It,
0: it was an awesome fight though.
3: Yeah, man. Shout out to Jesse for the great fight, for the great competition. Shout out.
0: Uh, shout out for making me i've always felt good about getting up to two minutes this man just
3: doubled me up like it was nothing but it it was look it was i wasn't at four minutes you know immediately it was like every day i'm in the pool you know holding you it
0: down and go humble all you want four minutes <laughs> i don't care if you trained for three years doing it <laughs> but uh you know coming around to you trevor same thing man you know uh at what point you know you're fighting amateur and you realize man i'm ready to go pro how do how do it play out for
2: you well, man, that was just – that was my – uh from the get-go, it was either – I'm either going to, you know, like he said earlier, I call it shit and get. Like, you, you either – let's do this thing or let's not. And I didn't really want to play around with it, you know. I was 27 at the time as soon as I started fighting. um, So, I was just like, hey, get these fights out of the way. And you run into a wall, you know, when people are – uh, I mean, I've – most of my fights are finishes so a lot of people don't want to get risked getting uh brain damage uh for 400 bucks on some <laughs> tickets they sold you know what i'm saying so uh you know it's and in and, and the heavyweight di- division as well it's not as uh like brandon and them they got a million people at 155 that are badasses you know like it's really hard you got to be you got to be on your P's and Q's there you know and then heavyweight division you watch it and you can be the most skilled guy in the ring and still get knocked out because from from like a butterbean guy you know what i'm saying uh so um i've always wanted to when i started i was like i'm gonna do this professionally i'm gonna train for two years and then i i'm gonna turn pro so and that's kind of what i did um who was your
0: who was your favorite amateur fight and, and, and i hope because of the way you're talking about these you know just knocking folks out tell me you just i mean it was quick and just well, see, devastating
2: see the only thing that you uh see like you don't learn anything when you win if you ask me you got to learn something when you lose so i would say uh my my losses i learned more from them than anything or those are the things i remember the most is when i lose because uh, I hate losing and um but those are one of the things that pushed me the, the furthest. And uh Anthony Daughtery, or they call him Amp. Um, he he caught me one time as an amateur, but I got to I got to beat him. I got to return the favor as as a pro, but but let's see, uh the I guess man, I had like I had a, a hip flexor injury and I fought this guy um and uh, he, he, he grappled me for the whole first round. And in amateur, we only go for three minutes. So, if you're grappling with somebody, uh, dude, it's going to take up the whole freaking round. You know, like – and I think I got, like, four – four-piece off. And this dude just put me up against the fence. A and, uh, and then, like, I kind of hurt my hip flexor in the process of kind of defending this shit. And he eventually got me down. I reversed it and got on top, and, like, I threw it. Like, I was like, dude, my hip was fucking hurting, man. It was hurting so bad. Excuse the language, but it was hurting so bad. And uh, I threw – I think I threw – I heard the click, clack, clack, and I threw up a, a, an ankle lock to finish it, and it didn't. And I crawled back to the corner like a little bitch. <laughs> and then uh, my coach got into my ass, Andy. Shout out to Andy. And uh, I call him the Grim, but Andy got in my ass. He's like, "You can worry about that tomorrow. Quit being a little bitch." Blah blah blah. He's like, he's like, "Don't you quit on me?" He's like, "You're being a pussy." Blah blah blah. This I mean, you showed
0: yeah. up to fight with an injury. I don't think there's nothing yeah, well,
2: about you. I mean, that's the, that's the point. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. Like, uh, I torched a guy in 42 seconds with a with a boxing fracture in my right thumb. So, it, getting hurt doesn't matter. I played on the lawn, so. Hurt doesn't bother us, but uh, I guess like right after that, uh, it, it was and that was my actually my last uh, amateur fight. But I came out and it was against uh, Tavares. I think his name is Tavares, and um, and like Andy was, you know, made me feel like I was bitch made. So I came out, I threw the injured leg, and I landed a, a I call it a T bomb, an atomic T bomb on him, and that was it. <laughs> Down to the space of the mat, drifting blood, and got up and grabbed my sack and walked off. So <laughs> that was probably the most exciting thing, Randy, Randy. Like,
0: they hey, they keep struggling to remember names. I'm gonna tell you right now, and maybe it's because we don't fight like these dudes, Randy. I'm keeping everybody's name listed that I beat there I'm <laughs> telling you right now. I ain't never forgetting. Uh, hey, I know snap
2: necks and cash checks, baby. It doesn't there matter. You
0: know. so, <laughs> so, like you said, as a heavyweight man, you're now uh uh four and two in your pro pro career you know like i asked brandon kind of going through the same thing man what was what was it like that first fight you know you said you always knew that you were you were gonna end up there you you probably were more than ready to be there so talk to me through that first fight who was against where is that all that
2: stuff so like i was saying uh anthony daughtery amp daughtery uh he kind of took my mojo and i've been still trying to get my mojo back after that like he threw the most bullshit punch and it landed and it felt like a horse kicked me in the side of the face (laughs) and uh, I I stumbled getting up and I still want to slap Eric Eric Eric, my to this day because he called the fight a little early but it's all good I love him he's my brother but anyways um as a man you always want to keep fighting but Anthony Daldry uh this dude is Freak show athlete. After he hit me as amateur, this dude hit a freaking full black back tuck and weighed 242, which I mean, yeah, he's he's chemically enhanced, but it's still this guy was pushing some power. Okay. And um, so when I fought him, I knew it. I was like, if I lose this fight, I'm through. Cause if I can't beat this juice head, this junkie, or not junkie, but just, you know, like this this loser. I'm sorry come <laughs> uh, get, yeah, get a little here. Speak My your best, truth, brother. brother. Speak your brother. truth. <laughs> Either way, um, if I can't beat this cat character, then I shouldn't be doing this. And I knew I was going in there against a monster man. This dude was so strong, so powerful, so explosive. But I just wanted him to know that he wasn't he wasn't gonna get Trev, not that night. And I let him exchange with me a couple times and I took him down and I was about to take his pride and he gave up. So, mm. Mm. that was that was a, that was the start of my.
4: Legend has it he hasn't fought since. I
2: mean,
0: I don't. He hasn't.
2: No, no, he's. Probably you like, put him into retirement, Trevor. Hey, it's, if he wants to come back, I'll do the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that.
0: Oh god. So, I mean, uh, I'm having trouble believing that that might not be your favorite fight. But so out of your, oh no, of your six fights, is that your favorite, or do you got one that's even better?
2: Um. Uh, I mean, I don't have a favorite fight so far. Uh, I fought some trash cans until I got to the LFA, and then uh, so like, I mean, I'm I can smash uh, trash cans all day out in the yard if I want to, but uh, and I did that in the bars in college. But um, so no really exciting fight for me. I mean, I've I've, I've knocked some guys out, but like I said, any heavyweight can do that. Um, but. I mean, I've got some exciting fights, but nothing to... Hey, if I get, if
0: I get I- drinks in me, Trevor, I'm going to give you that fight that you're looking for. I ain't no dancing. Let's do it, man. No, bro. Let's Let's
4: Actually, go. Trevor, me and Daniel will throw in and we'll give you more than 400 if you want to do Let's it.
3: do it. I will hey, double that What about the small guy over here, man? I-
2: <laughs> well,
4: look, I mean, I, you know, I think you're a little too fast for Jim, but anyways, <laughs> Brandon, since you said that, we're going to go into you. So, Obviously you got a fight coming up. Uh, yeah. it's August 27th, right? So you're what 12 days out Yes, sir. Uh, against uh Dontel Henson. So when did you get the opponent that you were fighting? How long have you known?
3: Uh, about a week ago.
4: Okay. Okay. But you're obviously, you talk about it. You're in the gym every day, you're doing your yeah. thing, but when do you really lock in and start prepping for
3: this opponent? Like before I even hear, Oh, for this opponent specifically. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Soon as I Or do assume, you, or you just play your game?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I play my game, but I'm always in the gym. Like, I'm in the, when people, when other people have fights, I'm in the gym more than them in most cases, you know what I mean? Um, and so what, what coach hall has been telling me is like, you know, at where you're at in your career, you really want to be the hardest worker. You want to be the one who's in the gym all the time, training outside of the gym. Um, and especially being a pro and being, being more of a leader in, inside of the gym, I got, I got to be there. Um, so, uh, what was your question? I forget what you said. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, just how, yeah, no, you really answered. It. It's all good. So I was going to actually talk to you, about it. you mentioned, uh, you know, Brian Hall. I, I saw Brian fight for a long time when he was with MBJJ obviously starts his own thing. And you yeah. talked about iron sharpens iron. Obviously the law school is one of the most respected gyms, you know, in the city now, but just talk about what it's like to fight with that talent in the city, especially at that gym when, you know, guys that run it have done it.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's the environment, man. It's the the environment breeds this culture of not just brotherhood, but like, like when we bleed, we laugh. You know what I mean? When when it's because y'all are a little crazy, bro. Yeah, man. It's but and, and also like I, I don't know if if you go to my my Instagram, um, uh, little plug, shout out Gladiator underscore B Gator G A I T O R.
0: Dang, you beat Daniel to his. part oh, we gonna we gonna get to your bro, plug man. in a minute. Damn. I gotta drop it
3: but uh look never, man, that's
0: never we, happened brandon and freaking 160
3: episodes how are you gonna beat them to the plug hey man you <laughs> gotta self-promote man <laughs> it's all good it's but, all but good. look in at uh at law, law school mma man we don't have any heat we don't have any air you know so when it's 100 degrees outside it's 120 in there you know and it's it's you know 20 guys 20 30 guys in there going at it sweating you know, so when you talk about smelling
4: the opponents, you really you got
3: some practice. Seriously, man, like I'm, I'm not even a lot of y'all like I had to rush from practice because coach wouldn't let me leave early to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I haven't I haven't showered. I smell like like 10 guys, 20 guys oh. right now. So.
4: Nah, So It's all good. So for yeah. those that don't know, obviously a little familiar with it myself, not never to you guys level or anything like that, but that don't understand the preparation that goes into that that think guys just show up at a pay-per-view event on Saturday night. What does that preparation look like for you on a daily basis, Brandon?
3: Yeah, on a daily basis is – I'll say it starts with going to sleep at a good time at night because, like, recovery is, is key, man. Like, a lot of us, we break our bodies so damn much. We get hit in the head. We, and jujitsu, our joints and our hands and our elbows and stuff get inflamed. And then, you know, some of these guys, they're, they're not disciplined. So they'll go home and they'll, they'll party and they'll kick it and they'll smoke and they'll drink. Whereas like when I get home, I got, I got two little ones, man. Like I'm, I'm already tired by the time I get to the gym. You know what I mean? So by the time I get home, I got to drink my sleepy time tea, take my melatonin and take my butt to sleep. Cause if not, then everything I did that day is for not, you know what I'm saying? Um, So it starts out there. Then, you know, eating well, I'm really big on eating well. Um, My wife is a, is a horticulturalist and a botanist. So we grow a lot of our own, you know, fruits and veggies in the backyard. I got chickens you know, that I get my own eggs from. So every morning I'm out there feeding my chickens and they're clucking and knowing the shit out of my neighbors. Um, so, yeah, it, it starts there. It starts before you even hit the gym. Um, and that's it.
4: Yeah, man. So also, so when you talk about keys to success and you talked about, you know, staying within yourself and trusting the process and the training, what do you think the key is for you on the 27th to, to take away a W from this fight?
3: I really think I'm... I think I'm good anywhere, man. We have a we have a set game plan, but I think anywhere where it goes, I'm I'm better in this situation. This fight was actually for my boy uh, Chase, man, but he he got in a little situation to where he wouldn't be able to take this fight, and uh, we wanted to keep that uh, that check on on the on the home team. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I told him I'll go ahead and get that W for him. I, if it if it stays standing, I'll take it. If it goes to the gr- to the ground, he's gonna drown, um, and I'll either have his neck. Or, or, I'll, or I'll break something, you know, if he doesn't tap. But I think wherever it goes, it's money for me, baby. And, um, you know, like, like Trevor said, though, like in these four ounce gloves, everybody has a puncher's chance, man. And like, so you, you have to respect the game at every level. And that's one thing that I've learned going into this, that no matter how hard you train, no matter how much preparation that you put in there, it just takes one shot to end the night and the night to go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I, I keep my prayers and I, and I do everything that I can. Well, yeah, Brandon, no I'm, gonna
0: t- I'm gonna tell you, Randy's been trying to get me to go to these fights all the time for years. I'm actually, I'm actually going because Scotty wanted to invite me to come. And so, anyway, if you let me down, I'm be pissed off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell. I I, you, hey, I, I got you though, Brandon. If Brandon, by some fluke chance, you do lose, Jim said he'll fight you right after. You're right. Okay,
3: word, word, <laughs> word. You can get a W. We want to make you just think about the apple
4: juice, Brandon. My man <laughs> likes juice. But look, I mean, I'll tell
3: you this. I'll tell you this. I do want it to be violent. I I really want to be violent. Like I have this, I have a craving for 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 if we're gonna go in there and we're gonna do it, and I'm gonna sacrifice all of this time with my kids and with my wife, and I'm at the gym all the time. I could I could be. These are precious moments. I have a three year old and a um and and a one and a half year old. You know what I'm saying? So like every time I'm at the gym, that's moments that I'm not with them. Like I just miss, you know, right now doing the podcast. I miss putting them to sleep. My wife put them down. So there's so many sacrifices. And I'd be damned, I'd be damned if I don't get that if whole cake. If it goes to waste. Pie. Yeah, man, yeah.
4: No doubt. Well, look, we're going to come back and talk to you in a minute. But, Trevor, I got to get to you in a minute talking about your preparation. So, you know, something I didn't bring up to Brandon, uh, Rampage Jackson going to be in the house, right, for Attitude MMA. We've, we have had him in the house a few times for V3. So, him in the house, that don't put no extra pressure on you guys, does it?
2: I could care less. People got <laughs> like fat. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, what's they, up, rampage? Uh, rampage. What's up, Rambay's Jackson, dude. Mister, <laughs> knock your cock off, dude. So that ball. boy got
4: <laughs> in there wearing a chain,
2: dude. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. You
0: know all the t- all the like, things we talk about, Randy, with me fighting people and stupid stuff. One time when we was at Club 152 and he was in the VIP at the same time as me. Anyway, look, no, I actually no, no I didn't. No, 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 no. 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 Say anything, Daniel. Yeah, I I didn't. I didn't have a beef or anything. Look, I was being propositioned because people know that I'm dumb enough that I'll do it anyway. I was getting offered lots of money to just go take him on. The only reason I <laughs> didn't do it wasn't because I might end up in a coma. It was actually because I just didn't want to go to jail that
3: night.
4: You know, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if that would have been your biggest problem. But anyway, no. so My Trevor
2: friend spilled a uh, uh, bottle of champagne on uh, Rampage's shoe and, uh, at, at, at a bar. Not gonna name names, but it kind of got a little out of hand. (laughs) Got a little
4: heated. You saying there was some little, maybe some two pieces thrown? I'm just
2: saying. No, no, no. He was just. I don't think he was wanting to fight Rampage, but Rampage was not. It was not polite. (laughs) Damn.
4: You know what? When you see him, you talk to him about that shit on the 27th.
2: I'm gonna get his ass. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just.
4: (laughs) So you guys, how long have you known that you're gonna fight uh, Terrence Hodges?
2: Um. So. Me and Matt, or I told Matt I wanted to fight right after my last uh, defeat. Um, I fought a really good guy. He's a good wrestler. I just wish I wouldn't have made mistakes. But um, I knew I was going to fight him, I guess, it was a month or a month and a half out, I guess, something like that. I mean, I fought in June on June the 3rd, and then I was like, yo, let's get a fight, let's get a fight. And so it was probably we had to get it cleared. And then, uh, because I'm under contract with LFA, so uh, we had to get it cleared by them. And luckily, they was gonna let me spin down here instead of going across the country. So, but I found out and just been ready, ready to go. But I'm just like, like Brandon. I've I learned probably the uh, the biggest lesson was from my first uh, um, pro loss against Bubba Grant, and totally took it to, for granted. Thought I was just gonna show up and you know, split his wig. but you know, if you don't bring the cardio to play, you're gonna you're gonna drown really quick. <laughs> Was
4: that a big adjustment? And this, this could go, I'll ask you first, Trevor, but when you um, obviously you're training longer than the three minutes, but when you go from the three minute rounds, three threes to the to the five minute rounds, is that a big adjustment for you, Trevor?
2: Dude, like the pace situation, like I'm a I have a like a kickboxer or a striker pace. I like to go fast, I like to put a lot of volume on you, you know, I like to I like to throw you know, and, uh, and like, and also I had never only gone, uh, I think full my, my, I went nine minutes one time. That's three threes as a amateur against Osha Johnson. That was fresh off of Disney world with my, my wife. So, and I was, we just, you know, we was tearing up Epcot and everything. So you, I was not in shape for that and I thought I was going to die, but anyways, uh, Dude, five minutes is just—it's you gotta like people think it's just brute. No, it's mental. This game's mental, and if you're if you're not in there, using your mental, you're gonna you're gonna get swept. Like you're gonna get swept off your feet. You're gonna get your pride taken from you, and um, you gotta have your preparation right. And you can't overlook anybody, no matter who they are, yeah. or what their name is. Um,
4: even if they're trash cans.
2: Even if they're trash cans, because. I mean, Bubba Grant, no trash can. Great, uh, he's veteran, multiple time, you know, pro champion. But like, I definitely didn't want to fight him. I was overlooking him, and uh, and he he whipped my ass. He won, you know. Like I I like I stuck him with the jab, and I was like, oh, here we go again. I'm about to knock right. this guy out in 30 seconds, and you know, uh, you know, I blew it everywhere, blew it. You know, pre-came pre-came all over the floor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
4: So obviously for those that don't know, tell everybody where you train at.
2: Memphis Judo Jiu Jitsu. You know, uh I love the place. It's uh <clears throat> I was told by uh, you know, Jamie Houston, he's like, dude, that's where i swear I started. He's like, they they got the best jiu-jitsu, and that's where I'm lacking, you know. Um, I think, I think I I think I'm kind of gifted when it comes to stand up. I mean, I I can swing and bang with the best. I think I can knock anybody out no matter who they are. When I'm in condition, when I'm in shape and I'm ready to fight, you know. I'm a head case most of the time, so like um I got to get my mind my mind right, you know. And, and people are like, "Hey, this guy's got." You know, but anyways, like you got to be you got to be mentally prepared for it and um and like that's that's the thing it's just you gotta have your mentals about you bro you gotta absolutely
4: but you got a lot of great fighters that come out of that gym and also great coaches you mentioned andy you mentioned combs you trey manley
2: exactly we got national champions you know we got world champion jiu-jitsu players uh jaleel also is over there with us you know uh um, Jacob Nobby, old head. He will knock you out.
4: Psycho. Oh Psycho. yeah, Jacob that's that's a boy. When that dude came um, out and he had the straight jacket on, I dude, everybody was thought it was an act. I'm like, no, like uh, I, that dude's legit. True. Like it's yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like people like. They might say age or something. Age, it does age doesn't matter. I think Noah's close to 40 and he'll still whoop your ass. No
4: like, he is dude. our exact age, 38. And uh yeah, he he, he will fight right now, like yeah, tonight. Right you call now. him up, I'll fight. Oh, okay, sure.
2: You if you are sleeping on him, he'll put you to sleep in a matter of minutes. Like it's 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 not good. But dude, hosts of great people there. we got a lot of black belts on the mat at all times. Um, you know, like. I did start at, uh, with Jay Macintosh, but honestly, I started MMA when I got to Memphis Judo and Jiu-Jitsu. Like, I learned how to wrestle. I learned how to uh, to not get my ass whooped by getting my ass whooped. You know, I've been the nail for a long time there, you know, when it comes to the mat, because it's all about mat time, man. And, yes, I'm a purple belt now, and I'm I'm the hammer too. But, like, when you're going against the dogs there – like these guys have just skill set that's kind of unmatched, you know. And it's 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 a great it's a great camp. We got great strikers in there. Trey Manley's our our striking coach, and I'm telling you, he's brought all the goods from from American Top Team in South Florida. He's brought all the goods up here, and he's putting them on display. And I'm going to put it on display on the 27th. So
4: No, absolutely, but.
2: Anywhere, whether where what category you want to ask about, I feel like Judo Jiu Jitsu has it. Uh, we got Judo there, too. We got yeah, wrestling. Yeah. We got Jiu Jitsu. We got boxing. You know, I, I just love the gym. Uh, Dave Ferguson, also him and Eric, they both um, gave me an opportunity as soon as I got here. I didn't have a job, didn't have much of nothing, <clears throat> you know, and they let me, you know, uh, be a fitness instructor there. Um, I love both those guys. Shout-out to Memphis Jiu-Jitsu, Dave, Eric, y'all my boys. Love you guys.
4: Shout-out, Dave.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's the man. <laughs>
4: so, specifically, real quick, talking about your preparation, obviously you're a heavyweight, so we're not as much worried about maybe cutting the weight, but talking about prepping, when do you get really locked in and start game planning and really lock into where you want to be on fight day?
2: Well, so, like like I said after the Bubba-Grant uh, fight, Andy and I, we left Oklahoma right after that fight and drove home. It was like a seven-hour drive, and you know, we, you know, we had a few things, and not not much to say, but just a few things. And uh, one thing I took out of it was, he's was like, you know, I got it all. I feel, and I feel like my coaches think the same thing. But you, he was like, you need to start treating yourself as a supercar instead of a fucking farm truck, you know what I mean? So, and I've kind of started taking that into account. You know, when I fought Bubba, I was like 257. I was jacked strong. I mean, I'm always stronger. Strength's not going to go where it's just in my blood. So I have to get in shape, you know. I have to be able to go all five rounds, and that's not what I was prepping to do. You know, what I wanted to do is I wanted to run through guys in 30 seconds to a minute. I wanted it to be a bar fight, but this is not a bar fight. And like I'll beat anybody's ass in a bar fight, but we're talking about MMA. We're talking about 15 minutes, and I, uh, I've changed my preparation from that fight. It's like, hey, let's be the the let's 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 drown everybody. Let's make everybody quit. Let's break them. Let's not break their bones. Let's break their mind. And that's where you, you really that's the funnest thing is when you're crossing someone, and he thinks that he he thinks. That he's the man you are. <laughs> and you get to prove it to him that he's not. And that's the thing that I really like. It's just breaking somebody, showing them that I'm the man. But no, absolutely. But the preparation is nonstop. Like Brandon said, you you train all the time. You gotta put in skill training, but most importantly is cardio. You know, you can talk about bench pressing and shit. Well, blah, blah, blah. I bench pressed like 430 pounds back in the day. Can't do that now, but I guarantee you this. I will whip my ass back then mm-hmm. right now. You know what I'm saying? Like no doubt. The, the, the bitch don't matter. It's fun, but it doesn't matter. And it's all about preparation as in technical. We'll find out if you lose your fight. Exactly. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll definitely find out, but I don't expect that to happen.
4: <laughs> I don't expect that either. I, I got a question for you just on a personal level. I'm going to go to you in a second with the same question, Brandon. Trevor, how, because how, Brandon talked about this. And a lot of guys, what people don't realize is that we even, and you guys are pros, but maybe they don't see you on the UFC card or Bellator, so they don't know nothing about it. So how do you balance the family life? You know, you mentioned you have a wife and then we have, there's kids involved. How, how do you balance having like, you know, not say real jobs, but also the fight game? Is it, is it passion? Is it something that we're trying to, I mean, how do you balance that? Cause I can hardly balance. I got four fucking kids and a job and I'm, I'm all yeah. out of time. Like how the hell I do this?
2: Dude, it's hard, man. It's it's really hard. And especially for, for me, like, uh, I'm fortunate enough. I have an amazing wife and, uh, she's an amazing. You better wife. say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, luckily, um, as of right now, my, my last fight, you know, I told her, it's like, I mean, she's, she's always had my back and she's always believed in me and she's always let me follow my dreams. And not every woman's going to let you do that. But, uh, i I mean, I, I've, I've had, Various different jobs, you know, at a long time in life. But it's very hard to to, to have a, a stable living situation when everything around you is unstable. You know what I mean? Like, you got you to get training in when you got to get training in. And as of right now, my last fight, you know, I, I quit. And I was like, I, got, I had an opportunity to be on the uh, Ultimate Fighter this past season, and, and I was passed up on. And after my wife and I watched one of the, uh, um, seasons of it, she was like, you picked those guys over you," and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is," and and she was like, "But you're better than them," and I was like, "Well, I think I am too, but you just have to look. I, I just got beat by, by Bubba Grant, and it was it was kind of." Do you grin. have the
0: mustache then?
2: Oh, No, no, I don't think I had the mustache. That's that's where you I went wrong. You would have had the
0: mustache, you would have been picked.
2: Yeah, 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 you had a
4: mustache and a mullet. You're I
2: had a mullet and knocked a guy out with a step back left hook with the mullet. And then I've had a mustache. I like hair, but I'll like, I'll cut it, I'll let it grow. I had dreads when I was in college, so
0: a lot a lot of folks got mullets these days. Not a, not a lot of them got clean stashes like you
2: Yeah, I Keep- know, man. I have to bring back the. Now you got
4: to have both at the same time, or I feel yeah, like we're yeah, missing yeah. something here.
2: Yeah, for sure. I like to bring the Bronson look. You know? Brand,
0: Brandon's over there with no hair. Talking about what you talking about, mullets? Yeah,
3: man,
2: I ain't got
3: nothing. Yeah, that's
2: why I got that clean. It's hard having a family and uh, and loving that family, wanting to spend all all the time with that family, but knowing if if you don't get your time in the gym, you're gonna you you're not you're not doing yourself any justice you're not helping yourself out you got to sacrifice a lot the people you love like I wish I could hang out with my you know my family every weekend but I got to train you know and on the on the nights we sometimes train till like 10 o'clock sometimes you know I had to cut that out so I I train twice a day most of the times every day except for next week I'm not going to train twice a day but you know, I have to train so I, I, I can get home at nine o'clock at night, nine thirty. See my baby, you know, and um, uh, and see my wife. And that's, that's hard. It's hard on them, you know. Yeah. Especially when you lose, and they see how hard you work, and you lose because of you, and and then you're you're disappointed in yourself. But you can see how it hurts everybody around you because they're like, man, yeah. They believe that they believe it too and it didn't happen you know what i mean and, and like golly it would be amazing if all of our dreams would just come true but you know it just it can't happen that way the, they,
4: the guy on the other side of the ring got that same same, same dream right
2: he's got the same journey as you so you got to prove it to him that you're the man he wishes he was
4: that's no doubt. Brandon, you talked about having the, the two kids, three and under. I feel you. I got I got some kids myself, a wife. But you talked about the sacrifice, like doing this podcast. And we're, we're so thankful to both of you guys for doing it, sacrificing more time, yeah. um, getting your names and everything out there. But talk, for you specifically, you talked about the work you did and everything. And now you're training. You got a fight coming up. How do you juggle it?
3: Man, I, I'll say this. Um, and this is a quote from from Brian Hall. He uh, we were we were leaving the gym on a sparring day on Saturday and you know we were just kind of congregating outside and talking and he came up to the group after locking the gym up and he was like guys i want to tell you something he said i know a lot of times people say you should find balance and he said in this game there is no balance you it's just extreme you have to you have to be at practice and you also have to be a father you know you have to you have to train every day you have to run and do your cardio you have to do you know your strength and condition and stuff, and you still have to be a son to your mother, you still have to be a decent human being, and that shit is hard on you, man. Like you there's times when you're cutting weight and you got to be patient with your kids. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna yell at them and be a be a butthole and they're three, four years old. No, like there's a time where, where we have to turn this off because if we don't, we're gonna be menaces to society, man. But there's also you know, times where we have to check in with ourselves and just be like, look am I mentally good right now am i in a good space to be you know to be around people you know so sometimes during fight week man i i, I go off by myself man i you know you can get a hotel room or or go isolate yourself but you know my wife kind of knows during during fight week i'm kind of in another place you know i hear people talking but i'm i'm halfway listening and i'm halfway visualizing how i'm going to you know rip this guy apart so i don't i don't think there's a real balance i just have to be um, have to be extreme at all of this and hope that the sacrifices uh have a return on on all those investments because like like trevor said man like and and trevor you're married right
2: yeah yeah
3: dude i, I kid you not if i was by myself i probably wouldn't be able to do this man yeah like being single and being a and being a a, a pro mma fighter is hard man i yeah, can't can imagine
2: coming home and having to, having to cook
3: my food and, and, and then clean up and do all this and do all that. My wife is a stay at home, a stay at home mom. And, and I actually had to change what I was doing professionally to even do this. Like now the majority of my income comes from day trading in the morning on the stock market. You know what I mean? So I spend an hour or two doing that. So it opens up my day and I don't have to be under the thumb of, you know, a nine to five. So I can get my butt to jujitsu at 10 30 in the morning and then get back at, at MMA or boxing at six o'clock at night and, and then run in between and lift weights in between or something. So there really is no balance. And I have family members that call me that want me to be here and be there. And they just have to understand that I'm not, I'm usually in the gym and I might not see your phone call for a couple of days. Yeah, you not know, this
4: chapter of life.
3: Yeah, yeah, not this chapter. And then in the end, you know, when, when it all works out, um, I, I think I think they'll understand. I'm reading a book called Relentless uh, by, by, uh, Kobe Bryant's, uh, strength and conditioning coach. And, uh, he did this. He said that he made an example with his daughter. He missed so many different things and I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be there, you know, as much as I can. Uh, but he missed so many things. He'd fly out to go train Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant in the middle of the night when his daughter had a soccer game the next day. And when his daughter got older and they got millions of dollars and she's able to do what she wants and chase her dream and all this stuff, it'll never replace the time, but the opportunity that she has now, she came back to him and said, dad, I understand and so I, hopefully god willing you know um when all this is over i'll inspire my children to really chase their dreams and go after it and they'll say dad i understand
2: yeah, yeah. the money don't matter to the kids it's the giggles that they get you know? exactly yeah so, well, no doubt we all i got a
4: motto i say to all my kids <laughs> <Fuck> them <laughs> kids
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> say don't say it randy No, I love them though. I love, I'm just joking. If y'all are (laughs) listening to my show, I love y'all most. One of you, I love more than the others, but it's okay.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but support's the most necessary because we get our pride and our ego shattered all the time on the mats. Like, I mean, some days you're the hammer and some days you're the nail. And like, it's hard to, to rebuild that psyche sometimes that gets taken from you, from someone who's sometimes they're not better than you, but they still bit your ass because you're not having that good day. And you have to show up every day. And sometimes you get that ass whooped all week. And then sometimes you're whooping ass the next week. But it's so hard. And you got to have a real, you know, a a good support system to really believe in you. When When you're going through, when you're going through you know the deep valleys in your head and stuff you know it
4: takes a special a special special woman but i got to, both of y'all are fathers right so you yeah. get your ego shattered all the way through all week long No, will nothing shatter your ego more than like a three-year-old don't want nothing to do with you though man yeah, that's guy. like you're like,
3: damn yeah 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 and I'll, I'll say for me man like when i come home what makes it all better is like when i do come through that door my kids rush me man yeah. like they yeah. scream at the top of their lungs and climb up my legs so like as Brandon, long as i tell you doing- right now that shit's as long gonna as stop it- cause
0: <laughs> Dude, you beat me to the punch, I was gonna I was gonna say, look, I got a 16-year-old daughter. The game changes, bro. Y'all, y'all <laughs> talking, y'all talking about the love and stuff. I'm wanting to fight my daughter on a day. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we got a lot of, of hormones running, running, running right now.
0: Bro. Yeah, we've almost thrown down like twice in the last 72 hours. So I'm just
2: look, <laughs> and I gotta
0: she's an enforcer on the soccer field, so she ain't afraid of me neither. Hey,
2: that's the best one. Bro. I got a
4: 16-year-old boy. Right, he, he knows everything. Thirteen-year-old girl, seven-year-old girl, and a almost four-year-old boy. So I'm all over the map. Man, the two boys so and the two man. girls. But when they tell you, and this is, I can't tell you any advice on the fight game. On the parent game, I can tell you this. Well, all those times that you do dot the door and they run up to you, man, I prom soaked that shit in, cause cause yes. eventually. You're going to walk in and they're going to be like, sup, bro. And you're like, Dang. "Damn, bro, you, you fucking paying rent. <laughs> like, I changed your diaper, man. Come yeah. on, like you peed on me. <laughs> <Right>. No shit. <laughs> Look, got, I, all of a sudden, I got to bust his ego down. You know, I still know <laughs>
0: little what, what I love is when Randy sent me a message and said his son got a job at Starbucks and that man said he's paying for everything now. Everything. <laughs>
4: Boy said, dad, take me to get a bank account. I'm like, bank account bet and we went to he's like other dad picked him up from work he's like, hey can we stop by mcdonald's i said yeah well how much you gonna get me bro he's yeah. like they got hey hey look as soon as they ordered i was like can you upsize those fries thanks yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> all right
0: so we've been talking about the fight game and the kids but now we're gonna play a game we're gonna you know normally this is the game that loosens everybody up but man y'all been loose from the the second daniel started talking to y'all in the open but it's called this or that we'll give you two options you choose one or the other. The only rule is you can't say neither or both. You have to actually answer the question. Uh, to make it easy, we'll start with Brandon. will answer first every time, and then Trevor. All right? Sure. So post-fight freedom to eat whatever you want, man. What are we going with, pizza or tacos? Tacos. What you got, Trevor?
2: Oh, tacos for sure.
0: How, how many tacos can you put down, Brandon? If you, like Especially post-fight when you've been like, cutting keeping your way down like how many we putting down
3: if it's my wife's tacos my wife is mexican she's mexican and chinese Ah. oh yeah so so we we got chinese food in the house and soy sauce on tacos and all kind of weird fusions and stuff like that can you put down Um, like a dozen can you go gangster yeah man it's it's gonna be at least at least eight to ten man eight eight to twelve i'd say of my (laughs) wife's
0: tacos Trevor, you're a heavyweight man. Impress me, man. How many tacos? Yeah, are there? <laughs>
2: I'm not gonna, I, I would say, i would probably 15 on a good day. <laughs> See, my There's answer would have been size like, size how many are there? Yeah, if it's yeah. street tacos, how many, you
1: know, how many
2: like, can I like, make? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a little bigger taco, but if street tacos, I'm smashing them all, you know, like those little things, two bites and that's it. So, no, I didn't so. say pizza
3: man. That pizza, all that cheese after a fight, man. Uh-huh. I'm farting all day, man.
2: Dude, I don't like pizza like that though.
3: I I like it all. That's the problem. That's why I can't
0: keep my way down. But anyways, so no company at all or bad company, Brandon? No company at all. It's a smart answer. Trevor, I have a feeling you might go the other way. He's like, give me all the pieces of shit. We're
4: going (laughs) to laugh. I would
2: would, would say no company at all because you are who you surround yourself with. So I would say I don't want no company if it's bad company. Yeah,
0: no doubt. All right, Brandon, if you can go to any concert in the world or any sporting event
3: in the world, what are you picking, a concert or sporting event? Sporting event, man. I want to go to Madison Square Garden and see uh, a UFC at Madison Square. There you go. Look, I didn't even have to never ask. been picked.
0: Yeah, never been picked, and I didn't even have to ask the second bar. Usually I ask, what's the event? All right, what you got, Trevor? Sporting event or concert?
2: Um, Dude. Let's go to a concert. Let's bring back Prince, and let's let's rock out, dude. Yes. Hey, I'm with
3: that, man. Let's do Hell it. yeah, I'm there, I too. I like
2: sporting events, but, man, uh, I've been to so many as a child, and, and like, I-, I don't really watch it much on – I mean, like, I will watch sports, but not like I used to, you know? I'm going to tell you
4: right now, if you had said rock concert for a mosh pit, I ain't attending.
2: No, Lord, no. God. I a Death
0: shirt. I, didn't, I mean, yeah. I was
2: actually surprised. No, 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 no. no.
4: That man will be moshing by his damn self.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the mosh pit. Yo, what the fuck's up, Denny's? No, we're not doing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Brandon. Would you rather see the future or change the past? Oh, man. Mm, I like
3: – I think see the future, man. See the if future.
0: You, if, if you could see one thing, what would it be? It doesn't even necessarily have to be like, I'm not talking about your family, like just something in the future you want to see or it could be family related.
3: What is it? Dude, you stumped me, man. Um, what would I want to see? I would want to see like my my descendants, man. I want to see like, what they do, if they're good people, if they remember me. You know what I mean? I knew that uh, was going to be deep as hell, bro. yeah I'm here for it.
0: Hey, he took a second to get there. He got there. Good answer. Yeah,
3: man. I want to see my descendants, man. I want them to be good people, man.
0: Trevor, are you going back in the past so you can change that fight with uh, Bubba?
2: No, man. We're future, dude. (laughs) The past creates who you are. Exactly. We're going the future all day. All right. So if you can go to the future, is there anything you'd want to see? Man, I want to see uh, a house full of kids. I want to have a, a gray head, big old beard, and a fat belly. <laughs> Just be a big old grandpa, man. That you want
4: to? You want to be me, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm on, man. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. big old, he, he, grandpa. Did he?
0: <laughs> did he say beard, Randy? I think you're out on that. What? Uh, the
2: fuck? Oh, I'll probably keep the stash. I'll, I'll do the. The roll up stash with my oh shit. And my puff, my little my little uh, smoking device. So I don't roll with that, <laughs> old smoking yeah. grandpa. All
0: right, so, Brandon, would you rather be the hero or the villain? The hero. Who's your favorite hero? Who?
3: Why is it Batman? <laughs> man, this guy's reading my mind, man. That's weird, man. He does that I, the- I, I-, I got to pick something else now. He said Batman. Um, he, oh, when you know what you know who he, I really like man? Batman fuck Batman you know who I really like man mm-hmm. I, I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan man like oh. I like Gohan from Dragon Ball Z I know it makes me a nerd but that is my stuff man
0: Brandon before before Trevor answers let me tell you something Randy did that to a baseball star that we had on and he went deep he said he said Superman and we tried to tell him Superman was lame and then he said Superman grew up with parents and I was like that's yeah. the deepest shit I ever... You just took this whole question completely a whole different way. Well, all of us don't. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Br-
1: Brandon, I, I gotta say this. I've been scared of you, scared of you this whole episode until that answer.
3: <laughs>
1: That's silly. I love That's it, man. Silly.
3: Hey, hey. When, when- when you talk about, like, fighting and what inspired you, when I was in high school, man, I would rush home to catch Dragon Ball Z on Cartoon Network, man. And then I'd rush outside to go fight my friends and see if we could do it in real life. <laughs> see, Daniel, and then he got scary again. Trevor, yeah. what about you, man, hero or villain?
2: Um, everyone's a uh, a hero until something bad happens. I'll be a villain this time.
4: That was the everybody, – everybody on this episode would have said, villain, I could tell you love
0: it.
2: All yeah, right, man. so so give
0: me the give me uh, villains. There's so many to choose from. Who is it, man? Who's the top villain for you?
2: Uh, a villain, man. That's the, you got me stomped out. Probably. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I, I mean, was born Joker, in the dark. You know the Joker for sure.
0: I mean, you can't go wrong with most of the Batman villains. That's the the, Batman. You know, but if you say Bane, Joker, any of those, you no, know. no.
2: The Joker probably because he's so like he's he, he's he's got some really good dark humor and i like it and uh it's really he's he's, he's hilarious and uh he's he's psychotic i like that factor
0: <laughs> no doubt okay. all right so Four
2: this from american psycho what's his name christian bell oh freak what's his name oh <laughs> him him probably that is the best
4: <laughs> that was that's a wild ass movie
2: dude how crazy is that <laughs> the, uh, American Psycho one, I think. I think yeah, yeah. a couple, but I'm
0: talking about one. Randy, I'm not going to ask this last question. You're going to ask it because I know what their answer is based upon everything they've said in this episode that they would go with the the modest success on purpose. So just formulate it in the in, in the question of money.
4: So so Brandon, we're going to start with you, right? We, we, so the question is: is massive success by accident or modest success on purpose? But but I've kind of reformulated the question a little bit. And my, my question to you is this. If I was to give you $100 million or say, Gator, you can make earn $20 million on your own. Which one you picking?
3: Give me the $100 million and then I'll make it more on my own. Smartest
4: fucking answer we've had so far. I, I'm assuming by your head nod, you agree, Trevor.
2: Yes, most definitely. So Let me get some money so I can create some general, uh, generational wealth. Yeah. Honest to God, every single
4: say? person, 100% of people, I want to earn $20 million. And, yeah. and then I say, You're, okay, That's so wrong. now I got $80 million more fucking dollars than you broke
2: Yeah, ass. exactly. I mean,
4: just because of your pride. I had a feeling you guys were going to go with, with the right answer, though, and you did.
2: No, I'll spend that $20 million, million on real estate out of the $100 million that you gave me.
4: I'm probably going to, if I wasn't married, I'd spend it on cocaine and strippers. But since oh, I am, uh, it's, you know, we're,
2: we we'll we'll last much longer, man. Especially, <laughs> I'm about to be 40 dog. I know. I
1: don't even, dog Rand, Randy, Randy's got a list of uh, things he would want to do. So he's going to need that extra 80 mil to <laughs> supplement some bond those, money. Those boys. Bad. He's got to supplement those bad choices. Yeah. So guys, that That's the game, man. That's the episode, man. It's been it's been great. I'm glad you guys came on. I, I do want to give it. you – yeah, absolutely. I want to give, you know, you guys the opportunity to plug or promote anything. So, Brandon, I'll start with you, man. What, what do you got?
3: Man, I want you guys to come out August the 27th at the Memphis Music Room to see the Attitude MMA fights. I'll be fighting there. Trevor will be fighting there out of law school MMA. We got five other guys that are fighting, so there's nothing but fireworks coming out of our gym. I don't expect anything less from Trevor. Um, Y'all come see us see us do this thing. This is grind city. This is Memphis. I think we fight harder than anybody else any other city. I don't think anybody has grit and grind like us. Um, It's great to have an opportunity like this if you want to follow me. um, I'm on Facebook but I don't really check it that much. Follow me on IG at gladiator underscore b gator b g a i t o r uh, gladiator underscore b gator y'all come uh, see what I'm doing every day you see me training
1: you see my family.
3: You see all the crazy antics that I do on a daily basis.
1: There you go, Trevor. What about you? What you plug and what you're promoting?
2: Well, you guys, this is the thrill, the unknown element here. I'm gonna uh, knock out Hefe uh, Hodges on the 27th at the Memphis Music Room. If you guys need to be there or be a square. That's up to you. Um, the only squares I see are the ones I'm smoking and throwing out the back door. But other than that. Come check us out. There's going to be bombs thrown, F-bombs, and fist bombs. So we're going to do the damn thing. Uh, come check us out, though. We're going to put Memphis on the map, as always. I was told once I got here, we might be the Grizzlies, but this is the city of wolves, and we're going to run with the wolves on the 27th, and you guys should be there.
1: Let's Woo! get it. Once again, everybody, go. Memphis Music Room august 27th doors yeah. open at 5 p.m fight start at 6 p.m if you can't make it make sure you go to attitudemma.com and you can stream it live gentlemen we wish you nothing but the best Drink, have a man. have a good solid man. rest of your camp man go get it make sure that you come back talk about it when you guys pick up these victories next weekend i got appreciate you bro you
3: man thank y'all for having us man really appreciate sure. you guys thank appreciate you,
1: y'all guys. good luck Absolutely. That's Brandon Gator and Trevor Wallace. If you like hearing their story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback is always welcome. We'll be back on Wednesday. We got episode eight coming at you, and we're bringing on Hunter Elliott to talk about national championships, and just overall, Ole Miss baseball. So this has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.